Hi, everyone. Welcome back and welcome to episode 12 of Poor Little Brain. Today, I am joined by Emma, a USC transfer, actually a four-year to another four-year university transfer. So we're going to get a different insight on, you know, a transfer student and what it's like to transfer from a four-year to another four-year rather than a community college to a four-year. So yeah, Emma, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello everyone, my name is Emma. I am a junior at USC right now and I transferred from a four-year university out in Nebraska and originally I'm from Massachusetts, the Boston area, so I have been going away from home even from the get-go. I think that the most important thing for me about transferring was finding the right fit. I know that's said all the time and it's it's almost like a cliche, but it isn't necessarily about the title of the school, but it's it's really knowing if what the school offers and supports the support systems that they have will be a fit for you. Yeah, for sure. And like you mentioned, that does sound, you know, it, it is a cliche, but I think sometimes, you know, all those cliche things end up being what, what you really need to listen to. Um, we're kind of backtracking to your, you know, original four-year institution, the one that you went to right out of high school. Why don't you talk about why it is that you decided to leave that institution? Because I too am transferring, planning to transfer from one four-year to another. And it's, you know, I think admissions officers or just, you know, whoever's reading your application in general looks for a a specific drive as to why you want to leave because technically you could stay there, right? You don't have to leave because you can get a bachelor's there and and you can do your thing. So what really kind of was a turning point for you where you said, okay, I really want to transfer. I should, you know, get it together and maybe start looking at some schools because this school, unfortunately, isn't going to be, you know, the best fit for me. I think it really goes back to why I ended up at that school. There were some last minute circumstances that almost forced me to go to that school and I tried to have an open mind, but I, I always knew that it wasn't going to be the right fit for me. So I, I basically stuck it out for a couple years, but slowly realized that I, as I progressed into higher level classes that I just wasn't getting the education that I wanted or the support from my peers that I wanted. That doesn't mean I didn't have great friends there. It's just the overall atmosphere wasn't something that made me feel happy to be there. And a turning point was in sophomore year when I returned from winter break, I was just so unmotivated. I didn't feel challenged in really any aspect. And I I was just going through the motions. And I, I thought to myself, I think I can do better. I think not necessarily a better school, but something that's just gonna stimulate me more and get me excited to get up in the morning. And I was concerned looking into all these schools about admissions counselors thinking that I want to just transfer for a better name because that was a huge concern that a lot of them have because you're right, I can get a bachelor's degree, I can move on to my future after graduation plans from this institution, but I want more out of the college experience. And I think I was able to say that through my essays and through my actual intention to them to let them know that I was legitimately wanting to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you really want to go to a different school or whatever, because you genuinely want to, I think, you know, that in itself will kind of show through your application and through your essays and, and really your overall, just how you craft your application, because 
I think admission officers are they're very skilled at what they do. You know, they read thousands of applications per cycle. And so I think that they can kind of sniff out who wants to go, who wants to transfer for the prestige and for the name uh, versus someone who wants to transfer because they generally want to be, you know, more want to be pushed more at their other institution or want a different, you know, um, change of scenery or change of pace in, in their academics. So the next question that kind of follows that is how did you you know, hone in on choosing USC? Did you only apply to USC or did you get accepted to maybe a few other schools and then have to make a decision between those? Kind of what research went behind um, choosing the schools that you were going to apply to? Because you didn't, I'm sure you didn't want to make the same mistake again of going to a school that wasn't the perfect fit. So a lot of research has to go into, you know, finding, do you like more of a city or do you like to be, you know, somewhere that's far off in nature or do you prefer a bigger school, a smaller school, that type of thing? How did you kind of navigate those waters? Yeah. So when I was in high school, USC was my top choice, but I never got around to apply because of just life got in the way. But it, it what really drew me to it was, well, LA, first of all, the weather is gorgeous and it's just a very happening city. It's not quite as compacted as something like New York City, but it's it, it's got a lot to do, got a ton of diversity and opportunities. And I think that specifically USC, because I know there's a bunch of schools in LA, I visited the campus in senior year and I just loved the atmosphere. It was, it was so warm and bright, not just physically, but it just felt it. You could feel it in your heart and everyone was really welcoming and just great, great vibes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, now with COVID and stuff, there's not much leeway to, you know, go out and and campus or whatever. But, you know, nonetheless, schools have, I think, adapted quite well with virtual tours and things of the like to really get you to really see the school as as best as you can being, you know, thousands of miles away from home. So that's also, I think, really important, something that, you know, I would encourage if someone would ask me for advice on really researching a school and finding what it is that you like because I think you know the name will only get you so far and sure maybe you're you know at a at a very you know name brand school but you you hate it and so that's you know is really only going to carry you so far and I think you know then you're going to be applying to jobs and other things in the future after graduation I think it'll show that you were uh, quite miserable during undergrad so definitely important to do your research and find really like you said as cliche as it is the best fit for you and and what's really going to work for you because four years yeah I guess in the grand scheme of things is not so much if you know you're you're living like 80-ish years that's only like five percent but still you know four years is a lot um it's and especially during you know this time where you're maturing and you're living on your own and you're doing all those things so being happy at, at your school is I think super important um so now that I kind of mentioned the whole COVID thing and, and students not being able to tour campus, why don't you talk about your experiences at USC? Because unfortunately, you were able to go, you know, your first semester was online as a transfer. So why don't you talk about how USC kind of welcomed you? Did they have open arms for transfers? Did they kind of, you know, find ways to mitigate all of the issues that were going on with COVID and make your experience, your online experience as, you know, friendly and, and welcoming as possible? Yeah, in general, USC is very transfer welcome. And with COVID, everything was shifted online. Everything was kind of a last minute effort to to pull everything together. And with that, usually the transfers kind of got the last trickle down part of it. 
So there was there was some programming such as orientation and being able to virtually meet with your counselors and some people in maybe your area of study, such as I'm pre-med, pre-health. So I got to meet some of the other transfers who were specifically pre-health. And that was nice, but it was it was it's very guided and uh, not a ton of room for socialization. It's more informational. And I did find that they had a bit of an issue scheduling online orientations. They kept mixing up transfer dates and freshman dates, but they were very supportive when you actually got to it. And when you wanted to ask a specific question, they were welcoming and very apologetic if anything went wrong. So that was that was nice. Yeah, that's good to know that at least if there were any mistakes, they kind of owned up to it and, and found a way to, you know, make it make it better. Um, and how are you now, you know, beyond orientation and all of that, how are you adapting to USC online? How are the courses compared to your other four year? Do you find them to be more rigorous? How is it getting into clubs? Because I know that, you know, when you start kind of uh, going up the ladder in, in prestige in schools, some clubs, you know, they're not just, hey, you can come in and, you know, have a seat here. You have to go through like some crazy interview uh, process and all of that. So why don't you talk about kind of academics and life outside of academics, maybe extracurriculars, if you're in clubs now online, how does that work? Things like that. All right, yeah. I I think I, I adjusted pretty well to the academics. In high school, I did a little bit of online learning, so I was already kind of used to the that format. Uh, but USC, compared to the online classes at my other institution, are, I would say, much more rigorous and more engaging. But I I wouldn't know compared to normal in-person lectures, but there's actually, I have a professor and we we do yoga during the class. It's it's, uh, called the physiology of aging. And we learn about how important exercise is to the biological and molecular processes of aging. So we actually do some yoga and stretching and it's it's super fun. And he's an amazing professor. And with that, we're in finals week. It's also a compressed 13 week semester. So it, it has been much more compact and rigorous in terms of the amount of co- coursework and assignments we have to submit each week. In terms of clubs, I, I had to like rush for a club, which I was not used to. And I was very surprised by the term because I usually associate that with Greek life. But I have a huge passion for investing. So I decided to apply to Smart Women Securities, which is like a female investing group where we learn about methods and strategies of investing in stock evaluation, as well as eventually get to do stock pitches and valuations and all this fun stuff. So that consisted of an application where you had to write two or three 500 word essays or something, something like that. It was it was pretty intense, but I didn't say I wouldn't think it was too hard because it was something I was passionate about. So it just the words came easy. And then after that, if we were selected, we had to do about a 15, 20 minute interview with two of the officers. And that was very stressful because I'm not a business major. And I think this is one of the only clubs where you don't explicitly have to be a business major or aren't encouraged necessarily to be. So I didn't really know any of the like forms you're supposed to do or the dress code or certain things you're supposed to to do during those interviews uh but it went it went well and 
I stuttered a few times, but they were they were accepting of that and they were understanding. And I got in and we recently just did our stock pitch. I was on a team with three other girls, which was a great way to meet people. Uh, and it was super fun and we got feedback and yeah, yeah, it was great. Wow. That sounds really, really awesome. Uh, I'm intrigued and I'm not even, you know, into the stock thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's really cool. And I actually think that it's a little beneficial to you guys and everyone, um, especially think of your first year of transfer, that your first semester is only, you know, a very condensed one, because if you can handle that, then you can probably handle, you know, the other semesters that are longer and quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really good, actually. I think if you know you you leave the semester satisfied with you know what you did, then I think you're you're really set for you know your the rest of your time at USC. And yeah, I like that they're you know allowing for these clubs to keep going and finding ways to you know host online interviews and, mm-hmm. and or host these meetings where you get to present things and stuff because you know the world has to go on and there has to be some way or another where you know you continue to do what you're doing. And I think that's great. And I think also that those like mock interviews although yours wasn't mocked can kind of prepare you for you know when you go into maybe grad school you want to go uh, you know a professional career and whatever you can totally you know have experience preparing for that so I think that it's cool that you know some clubs offer that uh, interview process that's you know more because it can prepare you so I think that's great um so let's see what else can we talk about why don't you why don't we go a little bit in depth on the actual application uh, so talk about the difference between your four-year application, you know, to your four-year, your normal college application to your four-year school, and then your transfer application. Did you have to submit scores? How was it because of COVID? Rec letters, essays, how long approximately did your, you know, application take you? Things like that. All right. So for my first two years, that school, the application was super simple. It was basically guaranteed admission if you met certain metrics such as certain GPA or SAT slash ACT scores so you didn't actually have to submit it until you were accepted as long as you could attest that you met the minimum of the threshold and there was no no personal questions no anything except all of your demographic info and what do you want to major in so that was very different from the USC application where there are there were I think two short answer essay type questions and then a multiple very very short answers such as like what's your favorite snack or something something along those lines just to get a little taste of your personality in a more informal way since i was transferring i was going to be a junior i did not need to submit my test scores and i really thought that i hadn't but i just checked the other night and apparently they actually were submitted um so yeah, I was a little surprised by that. And I'm glad now because it kind of validates me that that wasn't the only reason I didn't get in was hiding my test scores. But no, they weren't they weren't that bad. Uh, and I they say you can give up to, I think, two letters of recommendation. I applied really last minute because it was it was after winter break and I just had had it at that point, but the application, I think, was due either early February or mid-February or something like that. So it was really, I had to do it super quick. So I didn't have time to get letters of recommendation. So I just did not, did not put them and it was okay. You had to send your official transcripts from the any university you've been to, whether it be like a dual enrollment and 
in high school or the main university I was at. I also had to send high school transcripts and they say you you have to send official high school transcripts, but at some point in April, I got an email saying we never got one of your transcripts, just send us a PDF. So yeah, I, I think they might be a little bit more flexible with that, especially if you have a very complicated high school record. I also had to send, actually that that's all I had to send, but there was a lot of questions with the Common App, as I'm sure you know, just demographic questions. And then there was something apparently new to this year where you had to attest to being truthful and truthful in your representation and, and all the statements that you make, which I thought was fascinating that they made an actual almost policy change from everything that happened last year with the college scandals. Yeah, wow. Funny you mentioned, I was speaking to someone yesterday because I, I was telling them that I read this article where college students or incoming people who are applying, students who are applying to college, were faking their you know income so that they can be considered you know low income. They were, fa- they were you know they were basically trying to put themselves in the low income you know first generation pool, which I thought was you know disgusting really to say. Um, but yeah, that that's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm very glad that they. I haven't. I don't know if that's USC specific, but I haven't. Um, I don't think I've gotten to that part in the Common App where they tell you to you know check off that you're truthful about everything. So I think that's good. And of course, with the college, <laughs> important to to put that there. Um, so yeah, and I think another question that maybe you know USC is not part of the UC system, but I feel like there's still some similarity between kind of I think USC wants you to have or you can only apply to USC maybe as a junior I don't know if that's true you can correct me if I'm wrong uh, but I, I know for the UC schools I think you have to have a minimum of like 60 credits to apply but they also do encourage that you have like most of your prereqs done um, for your major or like those general you know gen ed requirements uh, because that can kind of help you in the application process so again correct me if i'm wrong on any of this but if i am right on any of it um kind of explain that process did you get those credits did you get those general requirement prereq classes out of the way to you know best get in or whatever it is so usc they accept sophomores or juniors but you're right about the prereqs or co-reqs and it's it's not required but i think it's very strongly encouraged and it is slightly different if you're coming in as a sophomore or junior based on how much coursework you've had done. So I I was able to actually satisfy all of my prereqs for my major because most of them were just very standard lower division coursework. And at first they didn't transfer as course equivalency, a few of them. But that was very easy to fix in that I just submitted the syllabi and some exams or papers that I've written in those classes just to show the depth of the coursework as well as the topics we covered. And then they either approve it or don't approve it based on their equivalent course. And I think that I I was a little nervous that when I got my transfer report or whatever, once I got in, that it was just showing a ton of elective credit and not much that actually applied to my major. And there were some weird things that happened, such as physics 2 got accepted for course equivalency, 
but physics one didn't. So I was almost in a situation where I had to repeat physics one, but I wouldn't have been able to because I had credit in physics two already. So it was just, it's confusing, but it worked out and I got help from the transfer or the articulation petition office, as well as my advisor. That's awesome. Yeah, very funky situation with the physics, but I, I have an experience of my own where I, I actually got on Zoom with like my regional like transfer admissions counselor um, over this this past month, and I think you know USC has some. They're they're very helpful. I think um, you know we chatted on Zoom for like an hour, and we kind of went through my transcripts, and he told me, hey, I recommend that you take this and this, and um, you know you're good here, but you're lacking in you know courses here. So I think that, you know, as not being a student and not being someone who even told them that I was 100% going to apply to USC, they were super helpful and really, you know, provided me with all of the resources necessary. They send me all those like um, articulation websites and places, you know, that I can check out for info. So yeah, I've, I've had a great experience with that too, you know, being an outside student versus you being an actual student. So I think that, you know, goes to show that USC can seem to be pretty, you know, uh, friendly and, and willing to help out their students, which is very important. Yeah, when I when I was had that message that said that I needed to resubmit my high school transcripts, I thought that I was in trouble because that it was so late at that point. I thought my chances were completely gone, but he was the actual admissions counselor was he was very nice and explained me through the process and basically reassured that they haven't made any decisions yet and that it's it takes some time to process all the documents and stuff like that but i don't think this is actually has any merit to it but around the end of april the tone in his emails started changing and he started to sign off every email with fight on which he didn't do uh, before and fight on is like the school saying motto whatever so I was like hmm maybe maybe there's something to that but I think I was just reading into that a lot but it was it was kind of fun he was touching on they, they weren't yeah. gonna let you get away with that or you weren't gonna let them get away with that yeah that's funny yeah I mean I really like the you know the way that admin kind of helps their their students or non-students for that matter so that's really um, yeah, I don't know if you have maybe any tips for students that are transferring from one four year to another, um, how, you know, you can kind of mitigate everything that's happening with COVID and, and continue to get involved in school virtually and, and excel in your classes as best as you can, you know, even though we're, we're facing this global pandemic. Yeah, so advice that I would have to other four years who are trying to make a transfer to another four year is that again reiterating the fit and and the need to transfer because for community college students it's it's almost an easy reason not that it's easy process for anyone but it's it's a more obvious reason as to why they need to transfer but for a four-year student they're there you really it's on you to prove that you need to transfer and i think another part of that is to is to admit that you're not happy at your school but balance that out by not bashing them. Because I think if you come in with a really negative attitude and or just really angry attitude, they're gonna see that and say, well, what if they don't like our school? What if they then go to their graduate school and talk talk behind our backs, you know? So I think you need to show respect for your school. In my essay, it was kind of cheesy, but I, I wrote something along the lines of how 
My current school allowed me to grow academically and emotionally and as a person, and it allowed me to realize that I would be happier elsewhere. So I feel like that allowed me to show that I I've had so much I was I benefited from the university I was at, but that I was ready to go somewhere else for new opportunities, which I further explained. But I I never went out and said this school does x y or z too much or too little. I just said flipping it such as I would like to go to a school that offers more research opportunities or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like the consensus. I've spoken to like a few um admissions officers and one of them blatantly said if you bash your school, we're like automatically, you know, rejecting you. So, yeah, and I mean, even if you you had the quote-unquote worst experience of your life at your at the institution that you're at right now, I think there's always, you know, something that you can mention that you gained from it, you know, maybe maybe you just gained that, you know, that environment wasn't for you and maybe you mm-hmm. you know, another type of of ambience to be around and different type of people or or you know, state or whatever it is, there's so many things. So even if you, you know, you think, "Oh my god, there's nothing good that, you know, I can talk about from this horrible experience." I'm sure that if you know, you dig deep enough and really look at the, you know, the big picture that you can find something that, you know, that school helped you realize or or whatever you know, something along those lines for sure even spin it to show your perseverance or tenacity to to keep moving forward so yeah for sure for sure yeah well i think i mean we touched up on everything i don't know again if you have any uh last minute words before we depart but yeah i think we had a really good discussion on on some key highlights on the transfer application process yeah the only departing words i would have is just Don't don't stress too much once you submit the application because there's there's nothing you can do. There's it's a waiting game and the ball is in their court and you'll not gain anything from staying up all night looking at message boards or stats from other students because it will drive you crazy. But you just have to know that it will work out. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much Emma for coming on and sharing your experiences. I'm sure that this will help i mean help me because i was in the same same shoes that you were in so i definitely gained a lot from this but i'm sure that others listening will too so yeah again thank you so much for coming on and i will see everyone or you guys will hear me not see but um i'll hear you guys next week take care thank you for having me yeah of course bye <laughs>